Yeah! Woo! Heck yeah, baby! Rivers gives to Scrolls, angling left, has room, 15, 10, 5, jackpot! He got it! He got it! He got it! The play should have been ruled a fumble. Ha 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 ha! Touchdown, Antonio Gates! 112 career touchdown catches. That's the most by an NFL tight end all time. I would have hoped that if people would have figured it out. I just like to play football. This is Score More with Garrett Sister. Let's go! We are back. It's a Score More podcast. Go follow us at Score More Pod. What to do, Score Morons? We back at it. And I'm happy to do it. Chargers are finally playing football on Sundays again. At least football that matters. Week one is upon us. And the Score More podcast is back. So this is going to be a really, really short podcast, as you probably know by looking at the time on this podcast right now. Stop looking at it. Uh, it's short. <laughs> it's short. Because normally I've got some games to watch on teams. I've got some stats where teams are struggling, where teams are thriving. Right now I've got nothing because there hasn't been any games played. So we're going to go ahead and get into the Colts-Chargers matchups, some things the Chargers should attack, uh, where they could succeed, where they'll have to succeed. We'll talk about all that offense and defense. And first, if you don't remember from last year, we go over the injury report and then we go over the opposing team's offense and defense. So, Let's go ahead and get right into it. Again, this is going to be short. Uh, not a lot of tape to go off of, obviously, because there hasn't been a lot going on. And preseason practically doesn't count. Teams are playing starters less and less. Look at the Chargers. So there isn't a lot to gain from preseason for me. So I'm just going to go right into it. And we'll talk about the injury report. For the Chargers, they had three players not practice on Wednesday. Jatavis Brown, the linebacker, the safety undrafted free agent Roderick Teamer did not participate, and the corner Trevor Williams did not participate either. Denzel Perryman and Drew Tranquil, the linebackers, were both limited. Tranquil was sore from Game 4 of the preseason. Perryman, of course, will have his position dethroned. His starting gig goes to Kaiser White, and deservingly so. So we'll probably still see Perryman, but he was limited on Wednesday. Isaac Rochelle was a full participant. He should be good to go as the team's third slash fourth pass rusher, depending on where you put Nuosu. For the Colts, Jabal Shear, the defensive end, headlines this group. By far one of the most underrated players in the NFL. He did not participate on Wednesday, and it seems that he will not play for week one. Jonathan Williams, the running back, did not participate with a rib injury. And then they had three other players limited on Wednesday. The wide receiver, Devin Funches, who was their wide receiver too. Corner, Kenny Moore II, did not participate with a thumb injury. And the running back, Jordan Wilkins, didn't participate either. That's two running backs who were banged up on Wednesday for the Colts. So, let's go ahead and get into it. And, of course, the big news for the Colts offense is no more Andrew Luck. He retired, and it is Jacoby Brissett. Now, I was recently on a Colts podcast, and uh, I asked the host about Jacoby Brissett, and the one thing that he kept talking about and kept hitting on was Jacoby Brissett's long ball, that he has one of the best deep balls he's ever seen. Now, I'm, I'm not sure I'd go that far, but 
for a man who can really sling it, this is something that the Chargers defense will have to look out for, especially on the back end. Rayshon Jenkins looked just fine in the preseason. Now the second-round pick, Nasir Adderley, looked phenomenal in Game 4. But, of course, he's not going to get the start. It's going to be Rayshon Jenkins. So the back end is going to have some issues on the outside with T.Y. Hilton, a guy who can definitely stretch the field. And, of course, this will be the first true test for Rayshon Jenkins in the back end of that defense at free safety if he can contain a guy like T.Y. Hilton. Now, Devin Funches, who was banged up on Wednesday as their wide receiver too, but also a guy that isn't going to be a guy that stretches the field. Coming out of college, he weighed as much as a tight end, so he's more of your big-bodied possession receiver. That's going to be something that I'm sure Des King's going to be matched up on a lot. And uh, you'll see Michael Davis on him as well. You'll probably see Casey Hayward playing on T.Y. Hilton for most of the game on Sunday. Bulls from the Blue released an article today about things to watch out for on Sunday. And uh, one of the points was the uncertainty at wide receiver. And I absolutely agree. You know, T.Y. Hilton, we know he's talented, kind of had some up and down seasons depending on his quarterback play. He'll be the wide receiver one. When you have Devin Funches, a guy who did not succeed in Carolina, and they let him go in free agency, more of a wide receiver two slash three, so a low-end wide receiver two who's a little bit banged up and a guy they can match up with pretty good, the Chargers can. Then you've got guys like Deion Kane who missed his whole rookie year. Then you've got a rookie in Paris Campbell, a lot of unknowns. So not a ton of consistency at the wide receiver spot, but a whole lot of upside too because you don't know what you're going to get out of Kane and Campbell, uh, two players a lot of people were high on. I was not high on Kane. But I was high on Paris Campbell, so we will see how that group shakes out on Sunday. The thing that is very good, and maybe the best one-two punch in terms of tight ends, are the Colts tight ends. Eric Ebron, who of course came over from the Lions and was a Pro Bowler last year, and Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle was the guy I was hoping the Chargers would target, if you remember from last season uh, during the trade deadline. Uh, This is a guy that I would have liked to see the Chargers pick up. But again, this one-two punch from Ebron Doyle is going to be a true test for these linebackers because still, you know, pretty young. You talk about uncertainty with wide receivers, uncertainty with the linebackers too. Kaiser White injured early on his rookie year. You've got a brand-new linebacker who's still a veteran but learning this new system, Thomas Davis. Then you've got guys like Drew Tranquil and Emeka Egbule. And then you've got uh, Uchenna Nuosu, who kind of came on halfway through the back end of last year. So there's a lot of uncertainty there, too. Denzel Perryman, you know what you're going to get from him, but a little banged up. So these are two guys that I think the Colts will attack the Chargers defense with. Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron, probably going to be the biggest receiving threat Ebron will probably behind T.Y. Hilton. So uh, definitely a talented group there in the tight ends and something the Chargers will have to defend and watch out for on Sunday. The running back group, not so much. Marlon Mack, more of your ground and pound. Naheem Hines, a guy I liked out of college, more of your scat back. The two behind him, Jonathan Williams, Jordan Wilkins, were on the injury report. So we'll see if Williams or Wilkins goes on Sunday. But uh, Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines, not the most talented running back group. Um, something that the Chargers will have to stop on Sunday. Of course, they'll have to do it every Sunday, but this isn't a group that's supposed to put up 100 yards on you. You know, They don't have a 100-yard rusher in that group. So if they're giving up 100 yards to Marlon Mack, they're in trouble. That might be good for some guy's fantasy team that's listening, but that will not be good for the Chargers defense because they have got to stop the run. 
This is not a group that's particularly strong, so they have got to take advantage and stop the run. We'll see with these interior guys, Jerry Tillery, Cortez Broughton. We'll see Brandon Meebane, of course, Justin Jones, a lot of young guys up up front. We'll see how they do against this running back group. But it's going to be a true test with these ends and tackles because this is a very talented offensive line group. Anthony Costanzo on the left side. They've got Quentin Nelson, who is just a monster at left guard. Ryan Kelly, really good center, and they've got Mark Lewinsky and Braden Smith on the right side. They've got some good depth, too, on one of the more talented offensive line groups in the NFL. I would think the Eagles maybe trump them, but still, this is a very, very good group in the offensive line, and they're going to have to get pressure on a young Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett's not as experienced behind center, so they're going to have to try to rattle him as much as they possibly can because they do not want to give him time to unleash that deep ball that he does have in Brissett. And also, they have to find a way to contain him as well. He can run, and of course, you know, with the ends, Bosa and Ingram going to have to squeeze Brissett, hopefully collapse the pocket inside, and force some errant throws from Jacoby Brissett. Because though Brissett's not prone to a lot of interceptions and fumbles, it's a guy that may have some errant throws if you do put some pressure on him. And a guy, you know, first week of the season, now the starting quarterback, new contract, a little bit more pressure this year than last. So they'll have to bring it to him. But it's going to be tough because this is a very talented offensive line group. And, of course, getting pressure on them will be key. So then, moving on to the Colts' defense. Losing Jabal Sheard is a huge Huge blow for the Colts. Of course, the Chargers have a couple big blows themselves. They lost Derwin James for most of the season, if not at all, the whole season. And, of course, they do not have their starting running back, Melvin Gordon, who's still holding out. So Chargers have holes of their own. But Jabal Sheard is one of the best defenders on the Colts' defense. Again, very underrated player. And, again, when I was on that podcast with that Colts writer, And podcaster, he said that Jabal Sheard will not be there week one. He's probably going to miss the first three or four weeks of the season. So very dim outlook for week one. Without Jabal Sheard, it's a common name. We all remember Justin Houston from the Kansas City Chiefs on the tail end of his career. Doesn't have it like he used to with the Chiefs. But he's going to be rushing off the edge. Another guy who's going to be rushing off the edge in Jabal Sheard's place is Al-Qadim Muhammad will be taking over for Sheard. Uh, they have some funny-named pass rushers, and if I miss any of them, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, Kamoko Ture was another one. I remember his name in college. And Ben Benegu, I believe his name was, uh, had a pretty impressive preseason. So there's some young guys behind Jabal Sheard, and then you've got the old guy in Justin Houston who will be starting at one end. So this is going to be a test for these tackles, which it will be every week. But this isn't the Denver Broncos. This isn't Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. Okay, This isn't a very good pass rushing group. And hopefully in their first true test, Sam Tevy and Trent Scott can take care of business on the outside. On the inside, Danico Autry, Margus Hunt. Hunt's improved since his days with the Bengals. Has bounced around a little bit. Uh, had a pretty good season last year. But not a ton of talent inside either. Where they have the talent is the second and third level. So early on, it seems like Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson will probably start adding up some four or five-yard runs because they'll get past that first level, hopefully, 
and then will probably get tagged by that linebacker group at the second level. So uh, it seems like this is one of those games where the Chargers can chip away early on. They can attack the Indianapolis front and then take away that pass rushers on the outside. Not that they have to be too worried about it, but you have to be worried about everybody when you're talking about Sam Tebby and Trent Scott. So even though it's Justin Houston and Al-Kadeem Muhammad, those aren't star-studded pass rushers, but they can probably get after the quarterback when you've got Scott and Tevy on the outside. So this is going to be a test. I don't want to completely throw them under the bus. They had a very bad preseason. We'll see how Scott and Tevy do in the regular season. But in terms of the running game, they can really ground a pound and start to pick up some yards, chip away, and then start to break some open, and then even set up that play action. The linebacker group is headed by the defensive rookie of the year, Darius Leonard. I know a lot of Charger fans were not happy he got it over Derwin James, but he did deserve it. He had monster snaps at a premium position, so he ended up getting defensive rookie of the year. Very fast, extinctive linebacker at the will. They've got Anthony Walker at the Mike. Then they've got Matthew Adams at the Sam. So a pretty good linebacker group. Of course, Darius Leonard is an animal. Uh, very good. you got to watch out for him everywhere. And this is going to be a test for Hunter Henry. First game into the season, back from that injury, uh, not including the playoff game that he didn't get a single target at. Practically had a whole year off. Now he's back, uh, ready to go. And he's going to have a big test in Darius Leonard, who is going to be shadowing him, I'm sure, in the middle of that field. So very good matchup between Hunter Henry and Darius Leonard. So then on the outside, Everybody remembers this man. The Chargers picked him up after he was cut. Everybody had high hopes for Pierre Desir. Did not show up. He got cut. And then, lo and behold, he looks like a star with the Colts. So Pierre Desir's their cornerback one. And then on the other end, it's Kenny Moore, who looks to be banged up so far. But behind him, you've got the rookie Rakia Sin and Quincy Wilson. And then also Marvin Tell the third. So some young corners. The Chargers could attack some inexperience there, but also some high upside, some talent, some quickness on the outside too. So, of course, it's not that kind of matchup where you're afraid to throw, where there's going to be a lot of turnovers. Pierre Desir looks good, but, of course, you test them early, often. And then when you've got the younger guys in, especially when they're running these three wide receiver sets, they can attack some of these younger corners as well. So Pierre Desir is not one of those shutdown corners where you can't even throw it to him. You're still going to get theirs because I'm sure he's going to be matched up on Keenan Allen most of the game. Uh, this is going to be a very good matchup between Pierre Desir and Keenan Allen. And then on the back end, Malik Hooker looks so good as a ranging free safety. I know a lot of Chargers fans know that name because they were hoping the Chargers would draft him. They didn't. The Colts got him, and he looks very, very good on the back end. So when you're looking at a guy like Travis Benjamin, Mike Williams, who are going to try to stretch the field, Watch out. Malik Hooker's on the top end of that, and he can get the football. He's very rangy, uh, very good free safety, and they've got Clayton Gathers as the strong safety near the line of scrimmage. So uh, in terms of that defense, they've got some talent, especially on the second and third level with guys like Malik Hooker and Darius Leonard, but not a premium position. A much improved team from last year. Though they lost Andrew Luck, this is still a team on the rise. Frank Reich, who... Looks like a very good head coach, and you got to love everything he does with that organization right now. Uh, did not look good with the Chargers as the offensive coordinator, but as we can tell now, and as history has written, seems like Mike McCoy was dragging everybody down. So uh, he might not have been such a bad offensive coordinator after all, uh, doing great things in Indianapolis. And so this is a game 
that while everybody wants this prediction, um, this was a game I thought that the Chargers would win with Andrew Luck. You put in Jacoby Brissett, and I think it's not as close as it was with Andrew Luck. I got a, I got on a podcast and was asked, you know, who's going to win? This was about a month or two ago, and the Chargers were three-point favorites, and I was close to taking the under there. I thought it was going to be separated by a point or two. And if you remember last year, most games were. So this probably comes down to uh, maybe two possessions rather than one, and I think it's going to be more than three points. I don't know what the points are right now. But I think it's going to be over if it's still plus three. I have no idea what it is right now. But I got the Chargers winning here. I did pretty good with my predictions last year. Anthony Lynn is 0-2 in his week one starts. Hasn't won a game to begin the season so far as a head coach of the Chargers. This is the year Anthony Lynn gets his first win in week one. So, quick podcast. Quick little rundown. I appreciate you guys listening. I am at Garrisisti on Twitter. The podcast is at Score More Pod, and let's just hope the Chargers score more on Sunday. <laughs>